Can artificial intelligence and data analysis make your trucking business more efficient? Can it work for smaller fleets too? We'll find out on this episode of HTT's Leadership Insights Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Omnitrack's Chief Data and AI Officer, Ashim Bose. In the first half of this episode, we'll be discussing data's role in improving fleet productivity and efficiency. And in the second half, we'll find out how smaller fleets can harness data for safety, productivity, and profit. That conversation begins right after this. This episode is sponsored by Omnitrax. Data keeps the rubber on the road, ensure better customer service, more engaged back office teams and drivers, and faster flowing revenue streams by giving your teams real-time access to a single source of truth and data and analytics solutions powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning. See how Omnitrax can help you make better business decisions with confidence at omnitrax.com platform. That's omnitrax.com slash platform. See our episode show notes for details. Ashim Bose holds a PhD in artificial intelligence, and he's been in the data analytics and AI space for most of his professional life. His career began at NASA as a member of the planning and scheduling team on the Hubble Space Telescope Project. Ashim now oversees Omnitrax artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data analytics functions. Ashim Bose, welcome back to the HDT Leadership Insights Podcast. It's episode number three with Omnitrax, and glad to have you back aboard. Good to be back, Jim. Uh, on this episode, we're going to dig into uh, fleet productivity issues and efficiency and how data can help uh, improve both of those things and sweeten the ROI on the product, for that matter. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about how small fleets can take advantage of those insights. Uh, but before we get there, could you talk a little bit about what fleets might be missing by not having a full understanding of what's going on in the world? I mean, I know that's kind of a circular question. You know, how do you know what you don't know if you don't know what you don't know? Generally, you know, the fleets that you deal with, uh, what are they giving up by not embracing this uh, new, new data-driven approach to business management? Great question, Jim. And uh, at the end of the day, it's about the impact to the bottom line. You know, as you said before, you don't know what you don't know. And uh, there could be the drip of uh, leakage in terms of cost. You know, every time you're waiting at a dock or on the freeway when you don't have to, that's uh, that's leakage. You know, it's increasing cost. Anytime you're paying more tax and tolls than you need to because there was an error in the billing, that's leakage. And not knowing that can be a problem in terms of uh, cost avoidance. So those costs go undetected. You, you need a fairly sophisticated system to track that kind of stuff. And if you're just doing it on pen and paper, you're going to miss a lot of it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you mentioned pen and paper. That's a manual process, depending on people. Uh, they have a lot of data to look at. They might miss something. They might make mistakes. And in some cases, you know, this is big data. There is, you know, There are insights being derived. And we'll talk about this in the future, you know, shortly about what those insights are that the machine can provide you that is simply very difficult for humans to get because there's limited bandwidth capacity and, um, and so on. Okay. When, you're, when your customers come to you uh, looking for solutions, um, I guess what they're asking for probably varies enormously across the type and the size of the fleet, but 
Can you shed some light on, on what they're having trouble with these days? Great question, Jim. In terms of uh, customers, um, you know, they are, you know obviously give us a lot of feedback, a lot of input. We seek out their advice every chance we get. And some of the items uh, that come up on a regular basis, uh, accurate arrival and departure times at their uh, stops. You know, sometimes uh, they just don't have that uh, ability to figure that out. And that obviously has an impact to their uh, efficiency and their um, planning and scheduling processes. Another item that we get a lot of input on is uh, just simple visibility to upcoming problems, you know, and these problems could be, uh, could come in many forms. Things like um, uh, conditions on the road, you know, uh, two hours, three hours down the road. Being able to know that and take remedial action could be significant. What's the weather down the road? Um, is there an alternative route that uh, makes you avoid that weather? You know, wind bursts, uh, hailstorms. There's lots of things that can happen that impact a person's journey. Breakdowns. You know, we talk about maintenance and preventive breakdowns. Um, you know, being able to know if there is a high likelihood of a breakdown could uh, be huge savings in time and money for our customers. Wait times. You know, being able to figure out what are the best times to be delivering at their stops so that there is less wait time? And then I'll stop at another one, which is uh, driver attrition. You know, in this industry, it's a well-known fact. There's a lot of attrition. For, for some, it's close to 100%. Others have uh, figured out ways to reduce that. And so these are the type of problems we can help them with using the data and the machine learning and advanced analytics algorithms to prevent these problems from becoming major problems. So in response to those needs, then, what are some of the business solutions that Omnitrax offers? You know, things like verifying toll charges and accuracy of the mileage that the fleets run for IFTA tax purposes. I guess that's all baked in. It is. And, uh, you know, other examples uh, would be around route optimization. We have algorithms that will help customers optimize their routes, their stops. The We have a navigation solution that um, helps them navigate the different routes with turn-by-turn directions, and um, we have incorporated some of the trouble spots into that solution so that uh, we call them black spots, where we see a high frequency of problems occurring um, day over day, and we're able to give them a heads up that that's happening. We have uh, an algorithm to predict the likelihood of a driver quitting based on the hours of service data. And that can be, you know, really useful information to our customers to uh, to address their top drivers and make sure they are happy and, you know, their routes are the ones they want and so on and so forth. Um, some of these are also 
what I would call in R&D, but uh, you know, we are compiling a location database of uh, different points of interest and uh, some of the attributes that each of these locations has, such as dwell time, and this can be hugely beneficial to our customer when it's ready for production. If, if a customer, for example, was dealing with a particular shipper and having problems at the dock, dwell times were too long or the appointments were, you know, not being fulfilled properly as a result of the customer's actions, um, I mean the, the receiver's actions, you could look at that data and, and give the, the, the carrier something to go back to the shipper and say, look, consistently we come here at 10 in the morning when you schedule us, we don't get unloaded till 2 o'clock, why don't we just come in at 2 o'clock and get it over with? That could be a almost a rate negotiation tool, couldn't it? It could. There are many ways uh, that type of data is very meaningful to our customers, including the use case you just described. Hmm. And I'm curious, how would you use hours of service data to predict the likelihood of a driver ready to, uh, you know, packing it in and going down the road? Uh, that's a great question. Unless Jim, that's like a trade uh, secret or something, you have to kill uh, yeah, me afterward. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, this is, you know, obviously uh, we're very proud of our algorithms, and uh, but at a high level, you know, you can just figure out, you know, if your uh, drivers are spending, you know, lots of hours away from home, or uh, logging in extra hours. Uh, uh, the time between breaks being too long and so on, then, uh, you know, they're probably not in a happy state of mind and <laughs> those become predictors then. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Interesting. You mentioned too, the predictive maintenance angle, detecting the, uh, or predicting the condition of the equipment. Nobody wants an unplanned, uh, downtime, especially maintenance related stuff that could have been taken care of in advance. How do those algorithms manage to predict when is a good time to service a piece of equipment or detect certain defects that could be, you know, mission limiting at some point? Um, so, so when it comes to the data, you know, we're looking at engine data, we're looking at battery data, we're looking at tire data, uh, transmission data, and so on. And um, we draw correlations between when uh, when the signals go off the acceptable range and when things break. And that's, in essence, how we're able to predict when something is about to break. Hmm. And on a more mundane level, but still important to fleets, I would guess, uh, when you're tracking mileage for the purposes of fuel tax payments, uh, you want a pretty accurate figure. You don't want, you know, a GPS that pings... Uh, you know, once a minute on a windy road, for example, where you might be losing several miles of road travel in the GPS data. Can your system provide like a really accurate picture of miles run, fuel consumed and, and tax owed all sort of in the background with the press of a button or is it still some manual input required by the fleet at that point for that? Yeah, that's a great question. In terms of the algorithms, um, you know, they look at distance traveled and um, uh, the GPS pings. And the reality is, uh, you know, as you said, there may be pings that are missing. 
Um, and then you have to basically fill in the blanks. It's like being given a sheet of paper with you know partial sentences with lots of gaps in between. And then the algorithm fills in those blanks based on the um, the distance data and the, the location data and the likelihood that uh, a vehicle traversed a certain route. And uh, it allows um, the driver to give input if um, you know if there are multiple choices, then uh, they are able to pick a choice. Now, some of this is in R and D, so uh, we plan to roll this out in the near future. But um, hopefully, that gives you a sense for how this works. Okay, we're going to pause here for just a moment, Ashim. But when we come back after the break, I'd like to talk to you about how small fleets can take advantage of all the insight hidden inside their data. We're speaking with Omnitrack's Chief Data and AI Officer, Ashim Bose. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. As your business grows and you put more trucks on the road, more data flows in from across the map, driving new opportunities for increased efficiency or slowing things down with incomprehensible walls of information. Without solutions that effectively gather, analyze, and provide actionable data, those opportunities can quickly pass you by, along with your competition. Stay in the passing lane with a single source of fleet data for you and your teams, no matter where they may drive or office, all while providing a platform for faster, cloud-native applications, custom apps, and third-party integrations. Get access to operational, asset, and load data in real time with data and analytics solutions powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning. Develop strategies faster to keep your teams out of the weeds, your customers satisfied, and revenue flowing. See how Omnitrax can help you make better business decisions with confidence at Omnitrax.com slash platform. That's Omnitrax.com slash platform. See our episode show notes for details. Okay, we're back with Ashim Bose, the Chief Data and AI Officer at Omnitrax, and we're going to talk about small fleets now and how they can take advantage of all this technology. When we use the term fleets in these discussions, Ashim, it's probably assumed that we're referring to big fleets and small fleets have learned over the years to handle most of this stuff on their own. Question I've had for a while is, can this technology be useful for smaller fleets too? I'm talking about the 10, 25, 50 truck fleets, or is this really sort of beyond what they need to manage their businesses? I would say that it's absolutely applicable to small fleets too. You know, some of this is, uh, you know, compliance related and uh, with the ELD mandate that applies to all the fleets. Having said that, there are benefits to knowing where that cost leakage is. And in, in some ways, every dollar saved is even more meaningful for the small fleets. So having that visibility and the ability to avoid that type of leakage is extremely helpful. Does it take much convincing to get them to see that when you first approach them or they come to you asking questions about investing in such systems? So the big fleets typically have large IT departments and they have multiple systems that are put in place. Compliance, TMS, video safety, etc. So so they are obviously more 
advanced in terms of their usage of data and the analytics and the AI machine learning algorithms. The smaller fleets don't have these large departments um, of IT professionals to deal with. And so they are more open to turnkey solutions where, you know, the data and the insights and the reporting and all of that is easy to use and does not require a lot of hands touching it on their end, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, so that's the, that's the big difference. You know, they prefer automation and, um, the, um, the ability to do things without a lot of, um, people needed. For the small fleet, um, I don't want to generalize or overgeneralize here, but if, uh, if you're a 25 truck fleet, chances are you, oh, you definitely don't have a VP of IT or a big department like that. Can a, a fleet owner, a small fleet owner, your typical small fleet owner, figure this stuff out on their own and, you know, get these systems up and running without the resources of a big IT department behind them? The installation and the onboarding is something they need help with. And uh, we have, you know, our customer success team, our professional services team, they're available to help them with that. And um, the goal, though, is to, um, to make our customers self-sufficient as quickly as possible mm-hmm. so they can start reaping the benefits of our technology. So if a small fleet owner is sitting out there listening to this and wondering if this system would be good for his business or her operation, what kind of questions should they be asking either themselves or when they contact uh, the salespeople at Omnitrax? The questions they should be asking are focused on what are they doing today and what they could be doing in the future. And, um, how much concern do they have with um, their productivity, their efficiency, their cost, their mileage, um, their safety record, their compliance record? So these are all items that we are able to solve with our technology. And uh, typically what we find is, you know, most customers have one or more of these pain points I just mentioned that would allow them to um, engage with us. Probably a lot more than one, I would think, in most cases, because that's a lot to stay on top of for a, you know, a, a small administration staff. If you know your product can take uh, some of that burden away, it's got to be helpful. Absolutely, we certainly think so. From my point of view, I've been watching this technology develop over the years. You know, as a journalist. And I've seen some pretty amazing steps forward in the past five or six years, I guess, with with data convergence and everything coming together and what people like you are able to do with it. The question I have is, where are we going with this? I mean, where could we be in five or or 10 years time with uh, respect to the insights you can pull out of what's going on with a truck on the road and how that can be used to improve and further uh, make fleets more efficient? Great question. When it comes to the future, there's a lot to look forward to for sure. The topic of convergence uh, is going to be a big one. And uh, uh, when we talk about convergence, it's convergence in the cab. 
you know, we don't want lots of devices being plugged in, one for telematics, one for video, one for navigation, one for workflow, et cetera. You get the picture. That's a lot of so, devices, yeah. Yeah. And and so so there is definitely going to be convergence in the cab as especially as the processing and the storage on these devices gets higher and higher, if you will, we have more ability to squeeze more into just one device. And then there's going to be convergence in the data. So, you know, you're going to have one stream of data that has all the meaningful information that's needed, you know, whether it's around the, the traffic, the road, the, um, the customer, the stops, and so on and so forth. And uh, there's going to be much better ability to provide insights in real time because a lot of the algorithms are going to be at the edge, in the cab, in the device, or in the stream, the data stream that's coming out of the cab. And so we're going to have a lot more real-time insights, as we call it, in terms of um, safety, in terms of uh, productivity, terms of hours of service and workflow and so on and so forth. Another big piece here is going to be the um, the automation, you know, the autonomous piece. Uh, you know, I think people, there's still a lot of, you know, debate about when that's going to really hit. But the reality is our vehicles are getting smarter even now. And, um, so the, the number of tools that will be available to the drivers to have a safer trip is just going to get higher and higher. We touched upon some of this a little bit earlier in the podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then the, um, you know, one other area that um, we believe is going to be big is um, just the ability to plan and schedule better. You know, we talked about wait times, we talked about traffic issues and patterns in the big data. We talked about mobile devices and um, um, the the GPS footprint, not to mention the, the data that they collect in terms of workflows, customers, and so on and so forth. Now, as you think of incorporating all of that into one stream, and embedding intelligence as close to the edge as possible so that they get real-time information, whether, you know, their driving could be safer based on what the data is telling them or whether the, the stop times are better at a certain time of day, which allows them to perhaps plan and schedule better, or improving their driver productivity based on the workflow patterns that they're seeing. These are all very exciting productivity, efficiency, safety benefits that can be had as we look to the future. It's mind-boggling how much uh, can be done, and I guess people like you see the way of doing that. It's, uh, I don't know... <laughs> I I told you before I in the first episode of the podcast. Being an older guy, I, I haven't kept pace with all these changes, but uh, 
It really is mind-boggling. Um, over the past few episodes of our podcast, we've talked about all these little bits in in uh, in isolation and uh, talked about how data can improve safety and efficiency and everything else. Um, before we sign off and wrap up the series, Ashim, do you have any final recommendations or bits of advice you could uh, put forward for fleets who are contemplating a move into this environment? I would say that data is our friend. And this is going to sound funny coming from a data professional who's pretty much dealt with data all their life. But uh, the, the fact is, you know, like all good friendships, you know, if you nurture the data, which means, you know, keep it clean and embrace it, and it will pay you back in spades, you know. Hope that makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> Actually, a really interesting analogy, too. I've never never conceived data framed up as a friendship, but when I think about it, it, it works. Thanks, Ashim, for that, for sharing your insights, and uh, can't wait to uh, see this stuff in action and try getting some feedback from fleets that are using it. We've been talking with uh, Omnitrack's Chief Data and AI Officer, Ashim Bose. Sir, thanks so much for sharing all that expertise and hope to have you on the podcast again soon. Thanks, Jim. It was a pleasure. Thanks again to our sponsor, Omnitracks. Keep your operations functional by giving drivers, leadership, and other back office teams real-time access to a single source of truth, cloud-native apps, and open APIs for third-party and custom app integrations. Data and analytics solutions powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning can help you make better business decisions with confidence. Discover how Omnitrax can help you develop and execute on strategy, provide better customer service, and increase revenue at Omnitrax.com slash platform. That's Omnitrax.com slash platform. See our episode show notes for details. I'm Jim Park. You've been listening to HTT's Leadership Insights Podcast, a production of Bobbitt Business Media.